Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating. So today we're going to be talking about your internal nutrition compass, which is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Uh, but first, let's talk about what I've, my other favorite thing to talk about, which is uh, food. So my best bite that I had last night for dinner, we had amazing, we treated ourselves to a rack of lamb. So my Irishman cooked it. I think he cooked it in the oven first and then finished it off on the barbecue. And it was just so beautiful, so tender, so flavorsome. And then I made a uh, like a green olive salsa to go with it. So just chopped up some green olives with some parsley and mint, garlic, and then heap of olive oil, extra virgin olive oil and a little bit of lemon juice. It was so good. And we had it with some slow cooked beans, like white beans, braised and some broccoli from the garden. And it was so good. So um, yeah, recipe for the olive salsa definitely coming soon. So plan for today, I'm going to just share like this story behind how I discovered my own internal nutrition compass. And then I'll share a little bit about my personal nutrition guidelines. And then we'll talk about how to calibrate your own compass, because this is something that everyone can do. And it's really valuable to really learn to trust yourself. So, and then I'll just wrap it up with a key takeaway. So you know exactly how to apply this to your life. So basically the story behind my nutritional compass journey was like when I was at university, when I was studying food science, like nutrition was a big part of that. And I actually really, really enjoyed the nutrition subjects. And I think I got a HD, like it's high distinction. So it's like the best mark you can get in nutrition. So, you know, I, I was really interested in it. And then, you know, when I left uni, I was interested in health and diet and always reading diet books and, you know, experimenting with different things. And then about a bit over 10 years ago, I guess, I started like my journey with fertility and because I was like, you know, late 30s and I had PCOS, so the odds weren't looking good. And at the time, like the paleo diet was kind of a thing and I'd read that book. So I started experimenting with that. And then, you know, I found that that helped with bloating. And then I actually experimented with a lower carb approach. And I found that really helped to get my cycles regular, which when you've got PCOS is a huge thing. And of course, it's a big thing for fertility as well. And so we were able to have my first turbulence body and my second when we were, I was 43. So like I found that for me, that lower carb approach definitely helped with fertility. Then, you know, I had gestational diabetes. So just focused eating low carb for that and that, you know, managed that fine. And then, um, so that's kind of been my story is like, like, yes, I, I guess I've studied it. So I had that background, but I've really approached it from a, let's just see how this works for me. Like, yes, this is a theory. Whenever I read a book, like, yep, that's great. However, I'm not just going to, I don't just follow it blindly. I experiment on myself and see how does it make me feel. And I think that's why for me, you know, eating fairly low carb, if you look at my diet from the, like, the outside, like people would say, oh, it's very restrictive, but I actually don't feel restricted at all. I feel like I have an amazing relationship with food and I love it. And, you know, because if I really want rice or bread or white beans with my lamb, like I'll have some, but it's like, I really love the food that I eat. Like I love my broccoli. I love my veggies. I love everything that I eat. So I'm not 
I never have had that feeling that I'm missing out or I'm being deprived. And I never like get this feeling that I need to rebel against what I'm eating because I know it's my choice and I like I feel in control. And so I think it's like this mindset has really helped me with this is because I've taken ownership of this and I do experiments. And like I think I did another podcast episode recently on my story with hair loss, like my hair was falling out and I had noticed that I had actually been cutting back on my meat intake, not as like a subconscious, it was more of a subconscious thing. So I just did an experiment to see like what happens if I just eat a lot of protein and it fixed my hair and my energy levels were great. So I was like, right. So since then I've been prioritizing protein and it's made a a big difference. So I'm always willing to experiment and particularly if something's not right or I don't feel good, then I'm willing to play around with it. So that's my story. And so my actual, like at the moment, my new person, what I call my personal nutrition guidelines, like really, I think how you eat and how much you eat and how you think about it is more important than what you actually eat. So, you know, most diets and most nutrition advice, it's focusing on, you know, you should eat this, like there's the food pyramid or there's the you know, like my plate, whatever, you know, they're telling you, you shouldn't eat carbs or you should, should only be eating plants. Like it's all, all about what you eat. And, and actually this was when I was studying my health, health coaching, when I did my health coaching certificate, my nutrition lecturer, then she was all about how it's more important to feel good about your choices and to be thinking about how you're actually eating rather than just being completely focused on the what. And this, this thing of quantity really makes a difference. Like there's a, as you know, like it just, it's a big difference between eating one Tim Tam with a cup of tea to having a whole pack. So the, the, the quantity is really important. So that's, that's my first guideline. My second one is I really believe that there should there's no bad food. Like all food has some value, whether it's just energy, whether it's nostalgia, whether it's cultural heritage, whether it's connection, like you know, when we share with other people, like there's so many aspects to food that go beyond nutrition. And I think labeling food as good or bad just isn't isn't helpful. There's no need to do it. So don't don't do that. Um, well, I don't do that. That being said, like I am conscious of carbohydrates because, you know, that's the reality of like not all food behaves in the same way in our body. There's different different ways that we process different nutrients and different we store different nutrients and we've got hormones and all these things and it, it all interacts. And so just because there's no bad foods, it also doesn't mean that all food behaves exactly the same way in your body. And it also doesn't mean that, you know, we do have nutritional requirements for certain nutrients. And then if we don't get them, we're not going to feel so good. So for me, um, you know, because I don't have great insulin sensitivity, it's really important for me to just be aware of carbohydrate and just be, you know, mindful of, of that when I'm making my food choices. So I'm not afraid of carbs. I don't never have carbs. I'm like, you know, I, I love there's heaps of carbs that I love. It's just I'm mindful of the quantity and the frequency that I have them. The other two more guidelines that I have for myself, the next one's prioritizing protein. You know, if we didn't have this current narrative in mainstream media about that we should be eating more plants and, you know, the plant-based diet's going to save the save the planet, um, 
if if that wasn't around, I probably wouldn't even need to have this as a guideline. But I think we need to be realistic about that our body does require protein. And it's this really important hormone for satiety, for feeling full. Um, you know, our hormones are proteins and we have like four different hormones that govern satiety and one that governs hunger. And so if we're not getting the right protein or getting the right quality of protein and the, and the amount that we need, then, you know, that causes us problems. And there's a theory in nutrition at the moment that's being studied that there's a drive that overeating is being driven by a lack of protein. So our bodies are actually looking to get their meet their protein requirements rather than looking to meet a calorie requirement. So if you're eating calories, but you're not, but they're not providing the protein that your body needs, your body still feels hungry. It's not feeling satisfied until it gets the protein. So that's um, interesting. It'd be interesting to see how, how that research pans out. But for me personally, I just know that if I'm like prioritizing protein and, and making sure I'm getting enough, it's really easy to, um, like, I, I feel satisfied, you know, in a really balanced way. Um, yeah, so that's protein protein. And then my last guideline is just really focus on like letting my body decide to stop when I've had enough. So not rather than me weighing things or counting things or, you know, whatever, like micromanaging it with my brain, I really trust my body. And I've done a lot of work on this to trust my body so that I just like listen and pay attention to when I'm eating. And when my body knows that it's had enough, then I stop and it's just imbalance. It feels really good. So you're like, might be thinking, yeah, Jules, that's, this is great for you. You've studied nutrition. Like, you know, what about me? And really like how to go about calibrating your own compass. Like, first of all, I think let's just recognize that one of the reasons why nutrition is so confusing and there's so much conflicting information is because it's not one size fits all. Like it's, we are, we do have different insulin sensitivities. We do have different activity levels and energy requirements. And we, we have different abilities to absorb different nutrients um, because of our gut microbiome and our stomach and everything. So just acknowledging that I think is a, is a great first step. And just stop looking to outside experts to tell you what to do to find this perfect diet. Like just take ownership of you and just recognize that you are the expert on you and you really are the only one that can know how, what, what feels good for you. And which is like, it's actually really, really exciting when you think about it because you do you do know. And the other thing is like if you're looking for outside experts to dictate, you know, what you eat, eventually like you want to rebel against that, <laughs> like we all do. Um, and I've, I think that's why diets don't work in the long term. It's just like that psychology behind it. So if you've got someone telling you what to do, yeah, you can follow them for a while, but you're not really 100% behind it. And you don't want to, like, we all want to rebel. I, mean, I think there's all a rebel inside all of us. So, so that's why, you know, following someone else isn't helpful. Okay. So you just decide that, yes, I'm going to figure this out and then let your body guide you. So you just want to start paying attention to how you feel when you eat certain foods and when you eat certain amounts of foods, especially like in the moment, but also like one or two hours after eating and sometimes even the next day and just see how you feel. Like how do, how do, how are your energy levels? Do you, do you get any bloating? Like all those sorts of things. And the other thing that I would encourage you to do with this is just to treat it as a fun experiment. Like don't take it too seriously. Like play around with different things. Like what is, if you have like, you know, fish and salad for dinner, how does that feel versus if you have a big bowl of rice? Like, you know, just 
play around and see what feels good for you, what feels nourishing for you and treat it as an experiment and just always be in that like, you know, I've got, there's something, I'm always trying things and it's always something more for me to learn. So that mindset is a really fun way to approach it and that will help you when you've got the doubts of, oh, am I doing it right? You know, just remember, remind yourself it's just an experiment and we're just going to see how this goes and I will know. So that brings us nicely to our key takeaway. So what I really want you to take away from this episode is that you are the expert on you. Like, you know what feels good. Trust yourself and just have some fun experimenting. And if you want help learning to trust your internal nutrition compass, then you're always welcome to come and join us in the Naturally Healthy Club, which is my six-month group coaching program, which has a heap of food lovers working together to all figure out our own nutritional compasses and improve our relationship with food. Uh, So we enroll twice a year for that. And all the details are on my blog, which is Stone Soup. So if you Google Stone Soup, so Stone as in in rock and soup as in a bowl of, and just when you find it, click on the coaching tab and I'd love to welcome you in. So have a great week and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.